You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. We're back with another memo. This should be the last memo. Thank God. Um, not that, you know, it makes these podcasts easier. <laughs> Like when you give me fodder like this, it makes it a lot easier. Um, so this one's connections. This is the last of the chief season memos directed at chief petty officers. Um, the premise of connections is like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't. It's like they use a random word generator for some of this, and then they just try to connect it to whatever words. They're like, oh, I like that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. Like, the, uh, it is what it is. I don't know. Like, I'm so frustrated with these one-page memos where they try to cram in all these, like, it's like they're trying to write feelings but not actually communicate anything meaningful. Um so let's just jump in uh starting with paragraph number one and i apologize if there's like a humming there's some somebody outside is running like a leaf blower or something um it says the chief's mess was designed to be a connection between officers and enlisted okay um like that's true it's not our only it's not like our only the only reason but like it's true like that is historically why chiefs exist uh if we're not creating connectives we're not fulfilling our role we which like what does that mean we work closely with officers where ideas and orders are generated and translate their direction to enlisted sailors who execute tasks and orders okay like i like thank you captain obvious i guess like i don't know like that paragraph didn't add anything really though i mean it, it's a good introductory paragraph if you were writing like five pages on this so like like okay like tell tell them what i'm gonna tell them and then tell them and then tell them what i told them kind of thing but yeah, like yeah okay that paragraph's kind of whatever um our mess must be inclusive i don't understand this line in the context of this paragraph because then it goes on to say a significant level of trust is bestowed upon us and can be lost faster than it is earned what does that have to do with being inclusive uh we must generate mutual trust with our people and empower them as they develop what does that have to do with being inclusive we must reward those who create strong outcomes and positive culture okay again uh we have to encourage others to speak up and share their ideas then act on those i don't it's not really like it I don't understand calling it inclusive. Um, I, you could say like open or like we must be open minded would probably have been better. Uh, I just uh, inclusive doesn't entirely make sense just because it doesn't go on to explain how we're being inclusive. It just talks about how we should be uh, open minded, makes a statement about trust being lost. We know uh, a good idea can be restricted by rank or time and service. We need to keep an open mind and encourage feedback. There's open mind. So like that's good. But like the I don't know, it's it's kind of a I'm kind of splitting hairs, I guess. But like it's just another example of like the poor, the 
poor way in which this has been articulated. But the content of this paragraph is solid, right? Like, even though they're like, it's again, it's like one line related to one thing, one line related to another thing. So this significant level of trust is bestowed upon us that can be lost faster than it is earned. I don't think trust is bestowed on us at all. Uh, by who? Like, who just innately trusts us from day one? Like, no one that I know of, really. Like, I mean, there are some people that until proven, like, until they're they're proven otherwise, like, will innately trust us. Like, a brand new baby ensign hasn't had a negative experience with a chief yet, unless they, I don't know, maybe they had one in the Naval Academy that they hated or, like, something to that effect. But largely, like, probably haven't interacted with any chiefs, if not maybe, like, one or two. Like, because, like, OCS, if they went that route, um... And in some of those, even like the NAPs, the Naval Academy Preparatory School, there's RDCs around so they can at least see them. I don't know if there's any chiefs that they interact with at NAPs, but either way, they might have had some experiences, but probably not. And then brand new junior sailors outside of their RDCs, which I mean, every RDC kind of behaves similarly. So it's like they kind of they expect that and it's boot camp. So the being where they are, it makes sense. Um. But then they go to A school and then they might go to a C school. So it's like by the time they get to the fleet, they might have had negative experiences with cheese. So they're like, like, who are these people? Like, I, I know COs that don't it just a default trust their cheese until proven otherwise. So, like, I don't know who's bestowing trust on us, but all right. And I think that's part of the problem is that we perceive that to be a real thing is like, no, no one just trusts us by default. You have to earn it. And a lot of the times we're, we're starting at a, at a deficit, like we're starting with having to overcome the scar tissue of all the chiefs that have come before us in the life of that sailor. So in that life cycle, they've already been burned a million times and I have to overcome that, right? So like trust being bestowed, that's bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. It, and then it goes into generating mutual trust uh, with our people and empower them as they develop, like, okay. Uh, we must reward those who create strong outcomes and positive culture. I agree that and that like this, this line could have been its own memo. Like re we must reward those who create strong outcomes and positive culture because goddamn, we need more of that. You know what I mean? Like, so if, if sailors are doing things like that, like you got to throw gas on that fire. Like the, the, um, life promotion thing that I did a podcast on like a million years ago that some of my old A school students were involved in, like doing things like that when no one directed them to do that that was their idea they took on that burden they did put all the work in they created it the command got behind it so like that kind of stuff like that's the stuff that needs to get rewarded for sure um but it's like just it's like a throwaway line in the middle of paragraph two and it's just like ah and that's the again that's the trouble with these like trying to force all this into a one-page memo with zero context or detail uh, we have to encourage others to speak up and share their ideas uh, and then act on those ideas. I, like, I agree. Um, again, that's like another like that could be another one. And you could pull in like um, empowering them as they develop and no good idea being tricked by rank and all that is like like, yeah, that's 100 percent true, but all, not even close to 100 percent applied in in practical application in the fleet. Right. Like chiefs don't usually do that. Um I do agree that it's a good idea, though. There's there's a lot of good ideas in these memos. They're just a lot of them are these like one line things that aren't elaborated on in any meaningful way. And so it's just like, OK, it sounds nice. But how like how are we doing it? I, I'm in. I, I believe that that's a good thing. But how are we how are we going to accomplish that? Because like 
you can't just cram all these one liners into a one page memo that's going to be forgotten in a week. You know, like the, this isn't something that like chiefs are going to be carrying around in a binder and reading every day. Like there's probably a chief out there doing that. But like <laughs> by and large, like this is what impact is this really going to have when it's a bunch of one liners crammed into a one page memo? It's super frustrating because there's a lot of good stuff in these memos, but it's just like a one liner in the context of a paragraph that doesn't really make sense and in the context of a memo that doesn't really make sense because they tried to cram all these feelings into a one page memo instead of I mean, this could have been a 25, 30 page instruction or just like a, a handbook for chiefs or something. God, like there's so much goodness in here that like if he if he had taken the time to employ all the like fleets and forces to help him create a 30 40 50 page handbook for chief petty officers that they could carry around in their pocket like like I'm thinking like the guidelines for leaders and commanders thing that I did a podcast on that book that's that's the move man cuz there's so much like he appears to believe a lot of things that I align with but it's not none of it's explained here and some of the wording is really troublesome so it's just like man like i really wish i don't know maybe i'll do that maybe i'll write a book let's go um yeah i i when we get to the uh did i get to modeling yeah no so in paragraph three we move on to chiefs connect with sailors by listening well being authentic and by caring about their well-being lines like this are why ariana thinks the mcpont stealing my homework but or copying my homework, which, you know, here's hoping copy plagiarize the shit out of me, dude. I'm in like, you don't even got to give me credit. Um, but yeah, like, so the being authentic, obviously, I mean, I use that word constantly. I really listening, being authentic and caring about their people's well-being. I love all of that. But then it, it like, again, it just like fast forwards to the next topic in one paragraph after only having done one sentence. Uh, sailors connect with chiefs who model ability, trust, loyalty, and respect. This one, this line, uh, I have some thoughts. Model it how? And uh, uh, this is an even better example of why these one-liners in that that have no context or explanation can be so troublesome. And and later on, he kind of kind of clarifies what he means by this, even though I don't know that he did it on purpose. Um, it says sailors connect with chiefs who model ability, trust, loyalty, and respect. How? How do they model it? Because you can, like modeling ability, okay, um, I, I could find a negative in that, but I'm not going to because it's kind of like a developmental thing that all chiefs go through. But trust, loyalty, and respect. So so who are who are they modeling trust with? Are they modeling with junior sailors? Or are they modeling blind trust with a toxic mess that's doing chicanery? See, see where I'm going with this? Loyalty, loyalty, blind loyalty to them. You know what I mean? Like, and then respect of who? Respect of other chiefs, demanding respect from junior sailors without earning it. So it's like, you got to explain, you got to elaborate. I can assume, which I do, that he means it like I'm modeling ability, trust, loyalty, and respect by by like leading by example, by taking the time to communicate authentically, build trust with these people, uh, demonstrating my loyalty to them by caring for them in a meaningful way. And then like by earning their respect instead of demanding it just because I'm chief. Right. But it doesn't say any of that. Therein lies the problem. Um, 
you know, like, and, and again, like I, I, and, and I, I just think that it's, it's really troublesome that he very likely assumed that people would just autofill stuff like that. And I think that's accurate, except I don't think they're going to autofill what he thinks they're going to autofill. I think they're going to autofill the negative because they're junior enlisted sailors and they don't trust us. You know, like you got to And that's why that's like the primary reason why this detail and context is so fucking important is they don't fucking trust us. So it's like you can't just assume they're going to like have a positive interpretation of this shit because they're not. Go look at their reaction to Russ Smith's all hands call. He didn't even say half of the shit that he got destroyed for on the Internet. They inferred a bunch of meaning. They, they autofilled things in their head about what he meant by that. And I'm not saying that, like, some of it wasn't justified. And I'm not saying that, like, he couldn't have picked his words better. But, like, I, I guess I am saying that about this. Like, you learn from his mistakes. Like, I don't think he meant anything negative by, by what he said. I think he got caught in a human moment and was frustrated and said some things with a tone and a body language and in a context that led to a bunch of inferred meaning that wasn't all fair. But that's what what do you think is going to happen with this? You know, like because sailors have all these reasons to not trust us. All these valid reasons to not trust us. And th that's why this is this is so like. <sighs> It's so just like brain dead. It's it's just like zero fucking awareness. Read the room, man. The type of leadership we exercise is reflected in our sailors. A great majority of chief petty officers today are effective leaders because they were led by chiefs and modeled these behaviors. A great majority of chief petty officers today are effective leaders. Fucking planet are you living on, man? I mean, effective being like they're doing just enough to keep the thing happening i guess okay maybe but are they like with the hellscape that is manning and retention today are they really by what objective measure by what subjective measure a and again i really wish that any of this was supported by context detail fuck evidence i don't know like by what measure are we effective leaders as an organization, like by what measure are the majority, a great majority of chief petty officers today effective leaders? By what measure? By what analysis? Like, what are you looking at? Are you looking your fucking, oh yeah, they're, they're great majority of them are effective just because you want to believe that? I believe that a great majority of chief petty officers want to be effective leaders. I believe a great majority of chief petty officers have a glaring blind spot in their efficacy as leaders because the organization reinforces their behavior by promotion and awards and evals. That doesn't mean they are just because they're not getting like fired doesn't mean that they're effective leaders. It means somebody's got to do the job. <laughs> somebody's got to fill that billet. And, and I'm not again, I'm not saying that they're not good people who don't want to do good things. It's just they've never been trained and qualified to do so. So by what measure are we claiming that the great majority of them are effective leaders? I'll wait. 
Sailors connect with strong leaders who are competent, committed, and fair. Um, a leader who will not remove their challenges, but teach them how to navigate through them. I get where he's going with this, but like a great, a, a large part of my job was removing like bullshit challenges and obstacles and, and shielding them from just bullshit and pain in general. I get where he's going with this. Like you, you don't, you can't do it for them. That's where I was going to go with that ability. Like the negative side of, of modeling ability is you can't do it for them, right? You need to teach them. And sometimes that involves rolling your sleeves up and getting your hands dirty to show them, but you can't do it for them. You can't just remove all their challenges and obstacles for them because they need to learn by doing. And sometimes they need to learn by failing. So I, I, I like it kind of, again, I wish there was more here. I don't like that it says a leader who will not remove their challenges. It should say, like, again, you need to elaborate. It probably should be a whole paragraph, but it should say something to the effect of, like, you don't remove all their challenges and then elaborate by saying, like, sometimes they need to fail, but also it's it, it's a very important component of your job to remove obstacles and bullshit challenges and shield them from unnecessary pain. So where does it say that? I It doesn't. We're constantly being observed on how we direct, ignore, act, respond, tolerate, and correct. I 100% agree. This is this is a, a great line that I wish was elaborated on. I think the elaboration that they would point at is another brain-dead, tone-deaf moment. Our egos can be our weakness, just as a lack of care, burnout, laziness, procrastination, entitlement, and a victim complex can. We've all seen this in our career, and our sailors suffer because of it. This the this line is is going to be his Russ Smith moment. I don't know because it wasn't broadcasted in that way and then didn't catch fire on the Internet. It won't be. But like within the mess, our egos can be our weakness. Like so I, it, the way I read this and I I'll, I bet you a Buffalo nickel that junior sailors will read it the same way. Our egos can be our weakness. So he's talking about chiefs just as. Lack of care, burnout, laziness, procrastination, entitlement, and a victim complex can. Talking about junior sailors. All he said about Chiefs was egos. All he said about, or what he said about junior sailors was way more, way more like cutting and detailed. And he picked, how many is it? One, one, lack of care. So one, two, three, four, five, six things that are all like, yikes, cutting criticism. Right. I'm not saying it's not real, but what I am saying is the way the sentence is going to be interpreted by many, many people who read it, if not all of them, is that he's saying, oh, yeah, with chiefs, ego can be a problem. But just like it, that being a problem for chiefs, all this other shit, it can be a problem for junior sailors. Right. I, I, I don't know if that's what he meant. My point is, with no elaboration on that, with no detail, with no context, that's what it fucking sounds like, is that this dude's saying, yeah, Chiefs can have a problem with egos. It could be our weakness, just as, and then, like, that just as is, is, is like, when reading this and interpreting it is as good as pointing a finger, because it doesn't say our egos can be our weakness, just like our lack of care, burnout, laziness, procrastination, entitlement, and a victim complex can so it's like, how else are you going to interpret that? Words matter. You have to like, I, I don't, who's fucking, who's proofreading this shit? Like, I want to know who is screening this before it goes out. Because like 
any E5 in the fleet could have been like, holy shit, you shouldn't write that. And you could change the whole meaning of the sentence with one word. Just as our lack of care. Even if you're just putting it in there to be inclusive, like you mentioned before, you know, like you, you, that's rough, man. And you, you, if that goes wide, you're going to get eaten alive for that statement. Um, I, that one was like, holy shit. I can't, (laughs) it's just so irresponsible. The, the idea that like, so he, presumably he wrote all of this, right? I'm assuming he wrote every word of this and then it got like proofread, grammar corrected, all that stuff. Maybe he allowed some, some edits. Maybe he, I would assume he probably sent it to somebody as like a sounding board. I would have sent it to like Russ Smith or another request or whoever to like get a McPons cut on it. But the idea that his staff let this shit out of the office with his signature on it written in this way, just like before with the other statements that I was on fire about, like, God, they are they are setting you up to fail, man. If he's even allowing that type of feedback or or like opening it up to that type of feedback. I don't know who he let read it before it went wide, but yikes. Um our connection with the wardroom is unconditional and continuous. Okay, there's no daylight between an effective mess in the wardroom. I agree with that. Like, you, you really need to be interlaced. And he finally gets into, I was I was bummed at the beginning, but then I got to this where he, he didn't really talk about developing junior officers. Um, but here, when he's talking about how we're connected to the wardroom, uh, we are one team with different roles, responsibilities, and expectations, and it is a chief's responsibility to mentor and develop junior officers. This should be embraced and not looked at as a different standing. This relationship is valued and revered, and to think otherwise is not understanding your role as a chief. I'm glad he said it. I almost wish this was its own memo, because chiefs developing JOs is this often overlooked and dismissed and like uh, egregiously like... um, like ignored I'm trying there's another word I'm I'm grasping for but I can't think of it it's like it's so goddamn important that we develop junior officers and I don't understand why it's not like talked about more emphasized more made more of a priority because it when you have a bad CO and that it could be like an actual bad person or just a person that is not you know, prepared for the position or whatever. Plus there's just the soul crushing stress of that job that we don't need to get into right now. But when you have a bad CEO, like when you have a CEO that creates a bad command culture and that just like makes your life a living hell as a chief, that's your fucking fault. And, and you will just hear these chiefs bemoan how, horrific this CEO is what an idiot he is or or her I'm going off my submarine experience here um it, like just how horrific it is to work for this like incompetent person and how they're a tyrant and how they just don't understand anything and and blah 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 right and while their like narration of what's going on isn't inaccurate whose fault is it whose fault is it that this CEO isn't prepared to do this. Whose fault is it that this officer doesn't trust chiefs? Because that happens more than it should. It's our job. 
to to train junior officers. Like that's our fucking job, and it's a a really really important component of it that is often just like relegated to the the bins of the the trash bin of history you know like the, a lot of chiefs just blow it off or ignore it or like on submarines i don't know how how prevalent it is on surf ships but the the junior officers rotate through devo jobs like fucking a slideshow like it's just like quick like just constantly merry-go-round of the devos like who's the rca today i don't i don't fucking know so the chiefs just like kind of like what's the point i'm just gonna get a new one in five minutes so if they suck they're just like god this guy sucks i can't wait till i get a new devo and it's like no make them not suck teach them prepare them for their role and it's like they're told that it during their initial accession pipeline through whatever you know path they they went through to be, get commissioned they're told to trust their chief they're told to ask their chief they're told to listen to their chief they're told their chief is going to teach them how to lead so it's like you can't they're coming in expecting you to be a resource and you're just like man fuck off you're just making my job harder what if you one it's your job to train them two if you do turns out and i'm speaking from like direct experience here turns out if you teach them well and you train them well and you build trust with them they make your job easier because when you have a a dysfunctional like just untrained jo who's doing all the divo jobs like yeah you're just throwing stuff in front of them and saying sign this but like who's doing all the divos work for them the chief is if you have never trained them to do their job you're doing their job so why not offload that responsibility to someone else whose job it actually is by just teaching them and and the turnover part it's like you get fucking turnover everywhere your whole division turns over. You lose somebody that you spent a bunch of time training and developing and qualifying over a long period of time every six months, probably. So it's like you're you're in a perpetual state of doing this anyway. So why would you not train them if you, even if you're going to they're going to rotate out in six months <laughs> and then they can do their job competently for like four of those months, which is four months. You don't have to do it. I just like you have to. I got caught in that loop when I was a new chief of like, nobody knew how to do anything. I didn't have any fleet returnees. And so I was trying to do more than I should have been instead of going through the pain of teaching my guys how to do it. And I had some smart mentor style, like senior chiefs and, and crusty chiefs convince me <laughs> that's a generous term convince me that like i was doing it wrong and you no know, like you have to train them you cannot do this by yourself and you shouldn't be because you're an ineffective leader as a result so if you're doing their job for them they're an ineffective divo and you're an ineffective chief so like fucking fix that and more importantly i would argue their future is as an xo and a co and beyond so why it's just like when you have sailors leaving the navy and you do them dirty because they're leaving like oh they should have been sailor of the year but they're leaving so it's like yeah but what do they do when they leave they share all that vitriol with everybody that they ever talk to and if that wasn't enough they can reach a lot more than that by being on the internet and they are go get on reddit go get in discord go just any social media platform ever go find a meme page or uh even in my comments like they're telling 
everyone that they can get to listen and they have the megaphone of the internet. There's like a quarter million people or some damn crazy number in that R Navy subreddit. I mean, <laughs> like every kid that wants to join the Navy, not every, but a lot of them find that and ask the questions and they get answers from those people that you sent on their way, better and jaded. What do you think a, a person that, is, that has a command at CPIN on now is going to do when they have super negative experiences with their chiefs as a divo? And all the way up, you're going to get a department head that you want to smother with a pillow. But why? Because their chief failed them at some point. That's why. So, yeah, I wish I wish there was more on that. Could have been its own memo. Should have probably been its own. I mean, they're just write a fucking book, man. Write an instruction. Uh, it is imperative that we project ourselves. This paragraph is my is my favorite, even though, again, I wish there was more. It is imperative that we project ourselves as humble servant leaders. I do hate servant leader like i i don't know why i just it's kind it's not as egregious as uh intrusive leadership but it's just like one of those buzzwords that chiefs use that i for some reason i just don't like um it's not inaccurate i guess but i just don't like it i don't know but it's it's still you know it's still a thing that is it fits um so we protect ourselves, humble servant leaders, professionals and teachers and steer away from the perception that the chief's mess is prideful and exclusive. I fucking love that he said that. I love that that's written in this memo. That's so fucking important for someone like the Mikpon to say out loud. We're, we are not prideful and exclusive. We're fucking not. So stop goddamn acting like it. It drives me ape shit. And then he says, if we are unaware of how we project our image, we will be perceived as arrogant, hollow and ineffective to our leaders and our sailors, which will tear at the heart of our connectedness. I believe that's too. Like soft of a way of articulating it, we are perceived as hollow and arrogant and ineffective, and it's already ripped out the heart of our ability to lead. And just stomped it in the fucking dust. Like it, it, it's, it's our, it's been this way for a generation. Probably we are perceived as arrogant and hollow and ineffective. That's been the perception for a long fucking time. And we need to embrace the idea that that's the perception so that we can begin to rehabilitate it. By doing a lot of the things that are sort of communicated in these memos, like as I conclude these things, man, like I don't I believe Jim Honey's heart is in the right place. I believe he wants to do good. I I believe that m most of the things, if not all of the things written in these memos were intended to make a positive impact and we're very likely um intended at like if i were to give it the most generous generous uh elaboration that i could i believe that's how he intended the majority of if not all of it but that's not how it was communicated and that's the biggest problem i have with this is like there was just a really shoddy job done of articulating these things, both in the word salad gobbledygook way, but also irresponsibly in certain ways like that mental health tech comment 
fuck. That was rough. That could do a lot of harm. And so it's just like, fuck me. Like, you you can't... It's so fucking irresponsible. And being at the level that he's at, there's just no excuse. All the resources are there. Like, that... Even if he wrote down a bunch of crazy shit that shouldn't have gotten released, there are so many levels of of resources and help and and um his team is is enormous and competent he has all the resources at his fingertips so the idea that it got it got released this way as a final product it's fucking inexcusable it just is like I, again like i i don't think what he wanted to communicate is bad at all. I think a lot of it's actually really good. He said some things in those memos that I've been waiting 20 plus years to hear a Mick Pond say out loud. But also, I think a lot of it will be nerfed by how ineffectively it was communicated. Um, there's not enough there. It's not a policy document. It's not... Yeah, like, there's no infrastructure. There's no mechanism that's going to like build this into who we are as chiefs there's nothing happening outside of those conversations and these things will be forgotten in a couple of months unless there's further communication inbound right unless there's some type of leadership instruction inbound which they probably don't think they need because they have the mission vision guiding principles in this leadership development continuum instruction that don't do what we need done. There's no formal policy document for chief's initiation. There's no po formal policy document for whatever they want to call Sailor 360 or whatever the fuck we're calling it this Tuesday. It's actually like Thursday, but whatever. You know, like it, I, I just this shit feels so obvious to me. And and I'm not saying I'm I'm special in any way or more competent than or whatever but it just feels like maybe he needs different people on his team maybe <laughs> i don't i don't know but this this shit the way these were released and communicated were very irresponsible and it's it's incredibly frustrating to see it coming from a guy who i think believes in a lot of things that could do just a like unimaginable amount of good for the enlisted force, including the mess like he could this dude believing what I, I think he believes. If he applied that correctly, holy shit, man, you'd see a whole like the chief's mess would would morph into this just version of itself that I, I just believe could do so much fucking good. You've got, you hear me talk about an objective quality increase of a small percentage, right? I believe this could, this guy could do it if he was applying that in the right way. And he's already wasted a third of his, his tenure as McPon on whatever the fuck he's been doing. Like, I'm not saying he hasn't been doing anything productive, but like he's been flying around the Navy like doing all hands calls and shit. And then he releases one page memos like this is some shit he should have wrote on a napkin a fucking year and a half ago when he thought he might be the McPon. And that's what's so goddamn frustrating is, is there's so much promise here. There's so much promise here. But 
I just, I don't think any of it's going to, I don't think it's going to turn into anything. I think his term is just going to be a blip. He's just going to be a footnote in the history of, of naval enlisted leadership. If he doesn't figure out a way to get hot like fire and start affecting meaningful change. So that concludes the debriefs or whatever I called them. The reviews. I, I, I confused the fucking names at one point. So one of them's called like a debrief and I think the rest are called reviews, but that concludes my reviews of all the memos. Hopefully he doesn't release any more memos. Um, I really hope this evolves into policy documents, maybe a handbook, like a pocket handbook for chiefs, something, something. It, there's got to be a policy because I don't think you can change the culture and of the mess. I don't think you can you can redefine who we are and what we do without doing something like that. A, a fucking memo is not going to do it with a little discussion in the mess. Like this shit is like ingrained, just burned into the DNA of the chief's mess. You can't change the DNA of, of, of an organization without doing something radical and permanent and like forceful. And this ain't it. This isn't even close. This is a fart in the wind, man. And it is so disappointing. Um, I would love to know how you, how you feel about these things. Chiefs in particular, new chiefs as well. Like the selectees going through it. Even um, if you're listening to this after the season, like let me know, like even if it's been a while, uh, hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast or you can DM me on Instagram, Reddit or discord at Degas podcast. If you want to support us, you can go to degaspodcast.com. There's a donate button on the upper right hand corner of the website, or you can go to don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear. You'll actually wear in public. We've got stickers, shirts, hoodies, all the things. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Become a patron, pick one of the five tiers, support us, it, it probably the best way possible. It helps us pay all the bills and expand the platform. It, it's enormously helpful. Uh, and then if you can't afford to spend any money, no worries. You can support us by just listening, by liking, sh- sharing, subscribing, reviewing us on all the platforms for all the things like review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, share the podcasts, follow us on social media, tag your friends and stuff, whatever, whatever you find easiest uh, and and like doesn't like upset your routine or whatever, like whatever's simplest for you, it all helps. It all helps. Um, it, it helps amplify us and, and get the message to the people that need it. So we really appreciate anything you can do. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. <laughs>